We're back with another session of Toad's Tunes from Country Fan Fest 2023 from Tuella, Utah. Today we're sitting down with Madeline Edwards. We talked about two-year town. Most people talk about it as a 10-year town, but you know what? California to Houston, Star Wars, vinyl, tattoos, Cassie Ashton, Arctic Monkeys, and so much more. Let's get to know Madeline Edwards. I come loose and she breaks free. I can't hold my horses. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes today, again from Country Fan Fest, Tuella, Utah. Madeline Edwards. Um, this is great to finally get to meet you. I have a really good friend that sent me, um, is it Crash Landed? Mm -hmm. She sent me the song out of the blue because obviously uh, I book a, a venue in Vegas called Stoney's Rock and Country. Yeah. And um, all my friends send me stuff to listen to. I heard that song and then I uh, loved it. And then we listened to Wolves and um, what was it Mama Dolly and Jesus? Mama Dolly Jesus, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, your voice, unreal. Thank you. Unreal. Thank you, thank you. Um, born in California? Yes. What part? I was born in Santa Barbara. Riverside. Very, very expensive. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Armpit of California. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you said it, I did it. I did, <laughs> and I, I, I own it. I didn't live there very long, so that's okay. So Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, uh, too expensive for a family of seven to live, so we moved to Houston when I was about 12, okay. uh, so right in middle school, and I was there until I moved to Nashville two years ago. So you've been, you only been in Nashville two years? Mm -hmm. Good for you. Two and a half, actually. Yeah, two and a half years. That's, that's an anomaly. It is. I'm realizing that more and more, for sure. What made you, like, did you start singing in California, or did you start singing in Houston, or knowing that this is what you wanted to do? I started singing as early as I could. I remember being, like, four and singing in, like, church and stuff. So I've, I've been singing for a really long time. I knew this is what I wanted to do from the get. That's pretty freaking cool. So you get to Houston, you continue your career. Um, how did everything come together to get you to Nashville? I was doing music in Houston for a long time. And when I say doing music, I was like playing in sports bars and like... That's that's doing music. It is doing music. It's not super glamorous, but, you know, it, it paid the bills and it put me through college. And I loved it because I got to, you know, learn hundreds and hundreds of songs right. um, and different catalogs and stuff. Um, but, you know, I wasn't able to like totally make a living off of just writing and performing my own music. And so I met my husband during uh, right before COVID. Um, we dated throughout all of COVID, uh, long distance. He's from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I was obviously in Houston. And when we decided, you know, we're going to get married, where are we going to move? What, where are we going to do this thing? Uh, he was the one that was kind of like, if we're going to do this, I think we really need to do it. And I think we need to move to Nashville and you need to like quit. Your, Pursue uh, it. Yeah. What does he do? He is in finance, actually. He's in wealth management, so very different. <laughs> from what I do. So uh, he re he's a remote worker. He can work from home. Um, yes and no. He yeah. it's half and half. So. Is there an office in Nashville for him? Or there is. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Were you scared to move to Nashville and start the career thing there? I was. I was. I was so used to the Texas scene. Um, I came up around you know the same kind of groups as like the Suckers and Cam Franklin, Leon Bridges, from Ben, Pierre Clark Jr. Um, so I was like really uh, familiar and more ingrained with the Texas music scene and the promoters there and stuff. And so I was kind of just nervous to go into something that was the unknown, I guess. Um, and obviously you're kind of more of a big fish in a small pond in Texas because there's a huge music scene in huge. Texas, but yeah. not like LA or Nashville or New York. So um, I think I was just wondering, you know, how I was going to, 
how I was going to do in Nashville, but so far it's been a huge blessing. So you go to Nashville, you had a deal. How did you get a, did you get a deal before you moved there or? No, I, we moved with nothing. I mean, there were no prospects. We didn't know anyone. Did you get a job right when you got there? Um, not really. I mean, I was still kind of going back and forth between Nashville and Houston, just doing corporate and like bar type work in right. Houston on and off. And, um, yeah, we came with nothing. I, I released an EP called the road, uh, right before we got married and it ended up just streaming really well. And iHeart actually put it on their country radio station and it was kind of just a luck of the draw. Quite honestly, we talk about all the time. It's crazy that we, uh, have come far from where we were when we first moved and there. and quickly because they always yeah. talk about Nashville being a 10-year town yeah I don't really agree with that um I think it doesn't have to be no it definitely doesn't have to yeah. be but it seems like when I talk to a lot of these artists um that same assumption is, is they just got there and all of a sudden here they are yeah. but I mean the grind of some of them is crazy seven eight years yeah of, but I think it's honing your craft as well for sure and putting the 10 years in before I even moved to Nashville. There I was you go. like well, already had like 13 years under my belt before I moved. So, so how, how did somebody find you to actually get you signed to a label deal? Um, I mean, it was kind of word of mouth for a little bit. There's a really cool group of women in Nashville that, you know, between me playing on the CMAs with Mickey Guyton and Brittany Spencer, and then getting asked by Amanda Shires to come sing as one of the high women on the Lady Gaga track a couple of years ago it just kind of snowballed into bigger and bigger things. And so, you know, I ended up meeting my manager, Sam Borenstein, who used to manage Casey Musgraves and she's incredible. She's become like one of my best friends as well Good as my mentor. manager. And yes, a massive mentor to me. Um, and I think she just really believed in what I was doing and took the leap and ended up, you know, signing me as uh, one of her clients and, um, you know, we ended up going on tour with Chris Stapleton last year. Who's and that? Who's that guy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it just snowballed into meeting Warner. Actually, you know, what's funny, Sam, she came with me to a meeting with Warner. It was one of the first label meetings I had in Nashville when I first met with them. Um, I don't know if it was just a lack of interest or what, but we had a meeting and nothing came from it. And then a whole year later, it circled back and we're having the same meeting with my same manager. And they were like, actually, we, we think that this is something we can't pass up on. Oops. One of those things, right? It was one of those things, yeah. I have a friend that um, worked with a little band, um, Matt. We were talking about Matt earlier. He tours with the Killers. And my, <laughs> my buddy Braden reached out to me and asked me about some bands in Vegas, all that kind of stuff. And I linked him up with the Killers and because um, they're from Vegas. Mm -hmm. He actually took him, I want to say he worked for RCA at the time, and he might have lost his job by taking that band in there. He took him overseas, mm. signed him to a really small label yeah. deal. They came back, and they went to uh, CMJ in yeah. New York, obviously years ago. And I guess there was a fight over him, and RCA was one of the places that were fighting for the band. Oh, that's amazing. Let the guy go the problem in <laughs> yeah. the first place. But it's kind of funny how the industry works full circle like that. You can't get mad at that. You can't. And honestly, the music industry is such a wave. I mean, you just have to wait for when your wave comes and yeah. it's easy to put that into perspective and not get a massive ego. Cause if you're at the bottom of the wave and you're seeing people rise that you, you want to be in that position. Um, it's just a matter of working hard and, you know, sticking around while everyone taps out. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny because I always like to say, so I book a club in Vegas called Stoney's and, um, I've, we've had some big artists that have come through there. Hardy's played there, Luke Combs, Cody Johnson, like a lot of these big mainstream artists have come through and 
the majority of them have a great attitude, great personality. I always like to say, you're just as good on your way up as you are on your way back down again, because mm -hmm. this is a weird industry. Sometimes these careers last a lifetime and it's, yeah. it's neat, but sometimes they don't. And it comes, sure. it comes full circle. So I always kill everybody with kindness. That's my attitude towards it. That's good. Especially, You're much more optimistic than I am. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been in this industry, I'm going to guess a little bit longer with you. I've been doing shows for about 20 plus years now. Um, from the House of Blues, I used to four wall events there and bring bands and do my That's own awesome. promotions. Just independent bands. I yeah. love the new people. Yeah. I love them. I love watching them grow. Um, we were talking earlier about Stoney's. Russell Dickerson's played there seven times. Mm -hmm. um, 250 people were there the first time he played. Oh, dang. Yeah, and the last two times we sold it out. But it's kind of... Multiple House of Blues? Or... Um, just one in Vegas. Okay, That cool. was it. Yeah, I just used to do it. Um, I had a local music web scene. A local music website is all about the local scene. Mm -hmm. But what I started to do is put it into different towns. Yeah. And then I would take the best band in San Diego that had the biggest draw, and the best one in LA that had the biggest draw, and the best sure. one in Vegas, and we would just share shows. That's cool. So that was kind of the way to get these people Any on the road. Any particular genre? Or just no, dude, I was wide open cool. to everything. I did compilation CDs for five years, That's everything awesome. from reggae to punk to country. Very little country back then, which is yeah. kind of funny. But it wasn't as big. I mean, you're talking sure. 2002, 2003. Yeah. For really, no one knew of the up-and-comers that much. There wasn't right. a platform like there is today for people to find you guys mm -hmm. so it's I think I was in the forefront of it all I always like to tell myself as that. <laughs> you probably were <laughs> do you write your own stuff I do do you like writing with people I do that's kind of newer for me I um, didn't write too much with other people until I moved to Nashville right I usually just wrote with my brother or a lot by myself but I really like writing with other people I think it's very challenging and, well, and it, it's I think it opens what your thought is into a, like a much broader yeah Scope sure. of what it could be. Let's talk about the first time you sat with somebody and wrote. Oh, um, let's, man. let's talk first date stuff because that's basically what it is. Yeah, it is like a first date. I mean, it's kind of weird being the artist in the room, too, because then everyone's honed in on, like, what does this person want to say? What's their story? You know, what do they want to communicate through the song? And they're just sitting asking you a bunch of questions. And I don't necessarily like all of the attention on me in a writer's room like that. So, what I try to do to break it up is I try to ask them questions about like, what happened in your week? Or did you ever experience this? What was the first heartbreak you experienced? So that right. we're kind of all on the same page. I feel like if a song is too much about the artist and not relatable enough to other people as a whole, it might fall flat. And so I always try to make music that like, if I can relate to it, then this guy in the corner of the room can also relate sure. to it. And this writer can too. And um, I just try to, you know, make it as diverse and inclusive as possible. Was it was it awkward the first time? Of course it was. You walked in nervous as hell, yeah? I mean, I wasn't nervous. I think I was just like, what am I doing here? Like, what is what is this going to be like, you know? And they just get easier, right? They do get easier. Some days are harder. You know, some rights are totally grueling, and you're just like, man, I've been in here for like seven hours today, and we're just not getting And you got nothing, yeah. Beating your head against a wall, but, you know, that's the beauty of music. Some days it lets you down, and other days it really builds you up. What's your proudest moment so far as an artist? Proudest moment? Um, I can play some Jeopardy music the next <laughs> Um I'm really proud of the Stapleton tour last year. That was my first tour I've ever been on in my life. Um, and that and that was the first one? That was Huge. my first one. Holy shit. Full band or? Full band, yeah. I'm proud of that. And I'm really proud of the team that I've built. We're becoming this family, and we've been together now for almost two years. And you can just tell like, we're in this for the long run and just connecting with each other as much as we can on and off the road. And 
I, I'm proud of that, that we have this community that we can kind of uh, feel comfort in and feel safe in. You got, yeah, they all got your back. But, yeah, and they and have mine. You guys, I have theirs, they have mine. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's, everyone's, that's, that's pretty neat. Is there an artist that you would love to go out on the road with? Um, in country, out of country? Just whatever. I mean, I don't, it, that, that's open-ended because the end of the day is, you look at country as, it's multi-genre. Yeah. So, I mean, you, we've got people that are doing songs with hip-hop artists. Yeah. So, at the end of the day is. I mean, how much time do you have? <laughs> I, um, I have a really diverse group of uh, artists that I would love to go out on the road with. I well, mean, let's do this for a sec. Yeah. Let's say that you have an opportunity. Budget's not an option, so it's okay. It's open-ended. You get to pick the venue. Give okay. me five artists that would be on that show with you. Ooh, um, probably Harry Styles. Crazy. Um, Billy Joel. Wow. I love Billy Joel. Um, shit. Or, uh, shoot. You're okay. You Sorry can say shit, that. shoot, F word, um, it doesn't matter. I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, I really love uh, the Black Keys. Oh, yeah. I think they're awesome. It, obviously, a very odd group of people. Um, you got Okay, so I want to just interject for a sec. When I was doing my shows at House of Blues, yeah. the majority of stuff I'd like to do was take a punk rock band and put them with a pop band, take them with an indie rock band and a country artist, because yeah. guess what? Every one of them would bring 200, 250 people, yeah. and I got 1,000 people sitting in a room. So it's a win in that yeah, sense. That's so. true. I like that option. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's see. Harry Styles, Billy Joel, Black Keys, um, Arctic Monkeys. We're actually going to be uh, covering an Arctic Monkeys song today. Beautiful. And then fifth one, uh, got to list a female shit. Um, let's see. Who am I missing? Someone that, I mean, I'm missing a lot. I feel like I'm missing a big group of people. Who is your favorite female artist in country music today? We'll throw her out there. Like, who do you, is there, is there an artist that you look up to that's doing what you want to do? Um, nope. <laughs> that's a really interesting question. Um, I think that there's a lot of really incredible females in the country music space that I love. Like, for instance, I see them as my peers. Meg McCree's one of them. I think Meg McCree's awesome. Cassie Ashton, Carter Faith. Um, Lainey Wilson's kicking ass right now. That's an understatement. Um, oh yeah, I mean, all of them are amazing. I, lo I love the alt country women, and I love what they're making. Right. Um, in terms of a female that's like on the top, like someone that's really killing it, I'm like, that's who I want to be like. Um, I don't necessarily see any women in the country music space doing what I want to accomplish. Um, Mostly just because I think what I'm trying to do with my music is very different. I don't think the country music scene has ever seen anyone like me before. So, what would you define that as? Um, someone who's able to really um, be true to the genre and and bring in people that have never heard country before and maybe even cross over. And I'm kind of almost talking on a Taylor Swift level where she was able to start in country and branch out. But the difference is I want to keep those country roots with me. Sure. Um, if I am able to pull over some sort of an international fan base or even crossover to pop or alternate indie, whatever. Um, the country and the soul roots that I have are not going to change. That's Good. always going to stay the same. And I don't think I would ever cross over to pop and actually make pop music. I think I just want to take what I'm making now and make it international. And we've had a, a really good run and a lot of success in the UK and um, a little bit in Australia. So I, 
you know, I think it's just a setting expectations and watching the people around you and what they're accomplishing and taking bits and pieces and learning from that, but also kind of creating a path for your own too. Um, you did go to the UK. Did you go over there by yourself or as part of a tour? I went over there by myself. I um, played the C2C festival. Huge. Their fan base is so different, right? Like, it is. Like I, I almost, I like to say that there's a band that I follow overseas from Scotland called Biffy Clyro. Okay. And they play Wembley and they sell the thing out. Yeah. I've seen them three times in Vegas. Never more than maybe four or five hundred people. Like it's, I think the fan base that over is wild. dude, it's nuts because I'll watch them on YouTube and I'll watch yeah. these huge festivals and they're the headliner and you're like, dude, there's eighty thousand people, a hundred thousand people there to see this band. Yeah. And then they come to Vegas and I saw them, uh, I saw them at a little bar inside Virgin, uh, which used to be the Hard Rock called mm -hmm. Vinyl, and that I think that room held three hundred people mm -hmm. and it wasn't even half full and I was blown away. Yeah. But then, I mean, a lot of these artists that go overseas and it, a lot of the smaller artists that aren't well known now, they have huge shows over there. Yeah. I think that their fan base, when they hear you're coming, they don't just sit back and go, ah, I never heard of them. They actually go back and they go yes. listen to your music. and. Yeah, they are massive consumers of art yeah. of any kind. And I think that's why my music does so well over there is because it is a little bit off the grid. It's not straight down the middle radio. It's not very, um, you know conventional or contemporary it's just like it is what it is and they really appreciate that so i love playing over in the uk anytime i get a chance to play you're over going mm -hmm. that'd be part of a world tour that would be from hell right <laughs> you didn't tell me like is there a venue that you're looking forward to playing other than stoney's oh i mean is that an invitation always okay um i i'm going to interrupt again what yeah, you think about that um our radio guy back in Vegas for iHeart always tells me, I know you don't like women in country. And I'm like, dude, go look at all the time. And I just sit That's back. That's not and a very nice thing to say. <laughs> well, I just sit back because I look at, I'll give any artist a chance. I don't care if female mm -hmm. or male. I just had Cassie Ashton. Yeah. What a personality on that woman. But yeah. those are the things, like, I had Ashley McBride before she went out on the road with George Strait. Like, mm -hmm. we've had all these female artists. Royal Lynn is another one that's coming up that I, I don't know if you've heard of her, but she is not country, maybe maybe a little bit country, but more rock and roll. Sure. What, what was that old song, a little bit, uh, Donnie Maurice used to sing it, but a little bit country, a little bit rock, rock and yeah. roll. But that's, I love the female artists because I think they bring something different. Yeah. Um, we had a country radio station online for a while called Country AF Radio, and we had someone that came from radio that started doing the programming for it. She'd always tell me, you can't play two female artists in a row, and I'm like, yeah. why? Who I think females make the most interesting country music. I they have to say something like there's more of a story to it because you know we just live these really interesting lives and we can't necessarily just get away with talking about trucks and beer like there's you know there's a lot more depth to what women have to talk about so i mean i'm just saying i'm not throwing shade i'm just i saying. am not laughing right now. <laughs> i think that's a fair statement i go i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to music a little bit different these days but yeah i mean i don't know i look at guys like nate smith and and you know whiskey on you and uh I, there's some artists out there that do it right i think yeah yeah and i think that the country genre has totally changed i just think that, yeah, that it's, it there there are so many different subgenres that you just yeah. sit back and go i don't even there's the traditional stuff which i love there's sure. some there's some of the newer stuff that i get into that i like and then some of it i turn back and go how did this even get the hell out there yeah. like sort of things sure. i have to ask is that like battlestar galactica or star wars or some <laughs> it's shit star wars, it's the millennium falcon <laughs> why <laughs> i'm a massive star wars fan honestly crash landed was kind of inspired by star wars i just love that there's constantly you know strong female characters in star wars right and, 
that was like my first love when I was a kid. And I remember watching it when I was like three and being like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. So, I mean, everything is very like space themed and galactic. <laughs> <Yeah>. Random <laughs> too. What's this one? This one, I have uh, tattoos for my siblings. So this is for my youngest brother. No, I'm the oldest of five. So that's Holy for cow. him. This one's for my little sister. And what is this one? This no. one is just tiny little feet. And this is a turtle. A turtle's turtle. good luck for surfing. Okay. And um, it's just, you know, my brother used to collect turtles when he was younger. So. I'll, I'll wait for a toad one of these days to pop up there. I like this yeah. one. Like, this is the one you need because this is. Especially, what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's all about. This is. My mom would kill me if I got that tattoo. On well, my I wouldn't forever, ask you to do so. that. I know. I and have zero. One, <laughs> you said what my favorite or what venue I want to play one day. So my brother and I actually went to Red Rock Theater to go see our favorite band or two of our favorite bands, Wolfpack and Krungbin. Krungbin is actually from Houston. And uh, this was like one of our first Red Rock shows. Amphitheater? Yeah, Rock, okay. Red Rock Amphitheater. It snowed in the middle of the show. Oh, it wow. was like the first time we had like gotten stoned together. And we were just like, man, this is too memorable. So I got it tattooed. I've been to Red Rocks two or three times. Um, never seen a show there. Mm -hmm. I think I'm kind of waiting for, uh, I have a really good friend, Nick, that lives there. So I go visit him a lot. Yeah. And we'd always go up there and hike up and down and just kind of like it's soak amazing it up. out there the sound is insane but yeah i can only imagine but especially the farther back you sit everyone thinks that it's going to be better if you sit like front of house or closer to the stage but right. it's definitely better the furthest you get i have to remember that but yeah, yeah i'm waiting for an artist that i have a great relationship with that has like their yeah. debut i've gone back to the opry three times i've only been there three times mm -hmm. all three times for artist debuts mm -hmm. and every single one of them is like uh, I'm glad I did it that way. That's yeah. probably why I'm glad I don't want to just go see a random show at Red Rock because That's consuming fair. that, the, you watch, have you played the Opry? I have. How many I've times? I've played the Opry, how many times? Three, four, four times. That is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I this makes me happy because this is a story that most people don't hear that you get to Na Nashville and a couple yeah. years in, you're, you're doing everything that you wanted to do. Yeah, I'm very grateful it's a blessing it's a huge blessing i know it's very uh uncommon don't take this wrong way don't fuck it up okay? i won't i'm not going to i thought we couldn't say that shit on this show damn i could have been saying fuck this whole time uh, no i won't fuck it up i can't and i have a good team around me I, they don't allow me to fuck anything up good it's good so red rocks is a place that you would want to do that show red rocks also i have this I have a dream of going back to Houston and headlining the Houston Rodeo, Rodeo one day. Right. Yeah. That's what I want more than anything, honestly. Like Madison Square Garden, whatever. It, you can have it. Whatever. You can have it. I just want to headline the Houston Rodeo. Well, that's. I think that brings you back home. It does. So that's a cool thing. Yeah. What do you got going on the rest of the year? The rest of the year, we have some really cool upcoming shows. I'm going on the road with Morgan Wade for a few days. She's um, a firecracker. I love Morgan Wade. Actually, you want to talk about women I'm really inspired by? Morgan's probably one she of She probably them. comes across to me as um, a no fucks given. Yeah. Like, her I'm going to do me, man. Yeah, her and Elle King are, like, yeah. my favorite people in the whole world. Um, they don't care about what anyone has to say about them. It's just a good pinnacle for women to kind of look at that and be like, cool, that's, that's how I'm going to be now. Um, but yeah, we have Morgan Wade dates. Um, I'm going to be playing a couple dates with the Teskey Brothers. They're from Australia. No idea who that is. Look them up. I will. They're amazing. Also, same kind of genre as like Charlie Crockett and Leon Bridges. Um, I've been fans of them forever. I've actually been trying to see them for like five years and they haven't come to the U.S. because of COVID and other reasons. And so the fact that I've been trying to see them for so long, but the first time I actually get to see them live is when I get to open for them is like a massive deal to me. That's I'm obsessed huge. with them. 
Um, Talk yeah. about playing your show and having no time to really decompress to go right back out to I see know. some icons in your life. I know. It's pretty crazy. My family's going to be there, too. My brother. The Where's that one. at? That's going to be um, in Nashville. I'm playing the Ryman. Um, and then the second one is in Indianapolis, I think. I two stops with them? Yeah, two stops I wonder with them. Which one's I should know be... my schedule better, but I don't. I wonder which one's going to be better, the first one or the second one for know. you, actually consuming what's going on. The first one, just because my family's going to be there, and it's technically my first time playing full band at the Ryman, I just feel like that one's going to be special. You can't, you can't, you know, get any better than the Mother Church. It's true. Know? So, so you know, I've seen my fair share of shows there, and, and that, that uh, it is a neat room, man. Yeah. I think the Opry is cool. The Ryman, I just think, has a different vibe to it, for yeah, sure. for sure. Sitting on a church pew, right? It's pretty rad. New music coming out this year? Yes. Um, who told you that? <laughs> um, well, okay, I am doing a very special project with Apple Music and releasing a song that has been demoed out and just got lost. It's um, a part of the program they're doing, and they're doing it with a bunch of different artists. Um, I know Jelly Roll's doing one. There's a bunch of really, really awesome artists doing this project, and so um, mine will be releasing very soon. Awesome. Um, I'm also going back in at the end of this year to record my second record and i have not said that to anybody yet but that's what's going on and see what happens shit. yeah that's fucking right you excited which one are you more excited for another album or this apple thing i think another album yeah um yeah. how many songs full album not full EP. Album. beautiful it's not an ep yeah i get tired of eps man just put out a fucking album yeah i'm the same way i just have a lot to say and Clearly. i've had a lot to say for a really long time and you know, Crash Landed was the first record, and I have more to say. I've lived a lot of life. I've That's good. I've gone through a lot to get here, so I'm ready to put another one out. I'm so happy I got to meet you. This was awesome, man. I'm glad I got to meet you, too. You're awesome. Thank you. Tell people I how to like find you. you online, man. Um, You can find me anywhere. Just look up Madeline Edwards. No, not the ice skater. There's an ice skater named Madeline Edwards, too. Not the same one. Look up country singer. We should go um, do that thing where they have that stick for that the <laughs> ice skater where she beat up the other girl with the stick. I forgot about it. Let's go get her. <laughs> Let's go find her somewhere. Um, Instagram is making Madeline. Twitter is Madeline making. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me Spotify, all the streaming, Apple Music, all of it. Do you do it. TikTok? No. No. I don't. I have maybe one video on TikTok. Um, I got a TikTok probably in... 18 or 19 and the goal was okay. I wanted to, I want to get an intern to okay. just kind of like follow me around when I'm back home at Stoney's from mm -hmm. when you guys load in to doing sound check the interview we always did this dinner thing we were talking about earlier yeah. with sushi into the show and sure. kind of like give people uh what are now known as reels <laughs> yeah get like an inside look at everything I never did it so okay. it's just kind of like sitting there I probably have like six videos on there that have, I think two of them have something to do with music and nothing else yeah. and I get more DMs on my TikTok for my name on there because it's just T-O-A-D-T-O-K, Toad Talk. Yeah. Which I thought was clever, but um, I just, but that's the only reason why I wanted to use it. I yeah. just, I don't, I don't, I've never consumed TikTok. Mm -hmm. I've never, the kids do like crazy. Yeah. It's never anything I really super got into. Yeah, I, I've been like toying with the idea of getting more into it, but also I'm just, I'm super old fashioned, man. Right, good. Stay true to who I'm you are, about, man. like the vinyls. Uh, recording to analog like I'm, I'm just very old-fashioned and I like staying that way at some point I'm sure I'll be more active on TikTok but right probably not put this guy to work right <laughs> more work for Luke I'm sure he'll love that yeah did you do any vinyl with your first re release 
I did. I released a vinyl for Crash Landed. Is it still out there? It is. On your website? It's on my website. I'm making a purchase. It's one of my favorite things to do. Whenever I go to a new city, I find two things. Pizza and vinyl, vinyl. store. That's Heck it. Yeah. Every single time. Do you always buy a vinyl every, every single place? Every single place. That's amazing. Yeah. You should see my collection at home. My, uh, I got uh, a record player. Most of them sit this way. Mine sits this way. Okay. So it almost floats. So That's it's, amazing. Yeah, it's badass. So, Have you been to any vinyl shops in the UK? I've never... Never, no. I've only been to the UK once, and I okay. flew into Heathrow. We took a bus down to, I don't know, got on a boat, and I did the whole 10-day thing through the UK, uh, awesome. Spain. I didn't do that there, though, no. I would love the next time you go to the UK to go into any record shop, and I would love to get your opinion of what you think of them, because I think they're, they're magical. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Bucket list. I will definitely take care of that. Ironically enough, I went to South by Southwest. I want to say it was 2002. Um, there was a band that played there. Their name was Ocean Size. Mm -hmm. Huge fan. From what I understood, I loved them. I just happened to get to ca catch them the only time they played in the States. Mm -hmm. I always thought they were big in the UK, but nobody knows who the fuck they are. But they put yeah. out, they, they do music different there, like we were saying earlier. This guy put out a whole live DVD of this band. Like it's, That's awesome. it's five, four or five DVDs yeah. of just their live shows and everything like that. He's now the utility gu uh, guitar player. The singer is for Vicky Clyro. Okay. So whenever they come to town, I, I fanboy out and I, I go to yeah. every single show I can go to in Vegas because I, they're just awesome to watch. But I want to go there and um, do that music thing. I had a friend that I met on AOL <laughs> years ago that lived in the UK, and she actually <laughs> that sentence alone. <laughs> yes, well, I'm old. Um, hey, she, I have an AOL account. I still have one actually. Is that a thing? It is. I, every now and then I get an email from AOL. I'm like, damn, fuck, how do you? Yeah. Like, yeah. But uh, we were writing back and forth, and I asked her to go to the record store there and buy me the DVD because they were sold out online, and they only had them in the stores. So she physically oh, yeah. went in and got it there, and it had a weird encoding on it for the UK versus the States. Yeah. So I had to pirate some shit just to get it to play, but worth That's every single... That's wild. Time. Yeah, it's badass. Thanks. It's cool. Thank you again for the time. This is awesome. Thank you, Travis. I never run it, never run it.